Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 49 of the Jesus Show. I know it's feel like I retired for a little bit, but I honestly, I just wanted, you know, uh, college hoops to die down for a little bit. I felt like I owed it to them, and now it's good because it's about to be playoff time, and there's been a lot of drama and stories heading into, you know, the playoffs right now. So I'm very, very excited to be back. I'm excited for my boy Trey to be here. You know, he's going to be uh, talking with us a little shortly, but um, I just want to let you guys know that um, I had a NCAA March Madness giveaway. And for those of you guys who don't know, basically what I was doing is I was trying to raise not only awareness to my page, but uh, just gain more insight with people who actually do like college basketball. So I know with me, I'm tailored towards, you know, the NBA itself. But it was pretty cool to uh, take a step back and, you know, watch these young, talented players play. Uh, So I had a little tournament, NCAA. I made my own bracket for the Caesars show. And basically, if you won, you were to get um, any merch of your choice. Um, So my boy actually did well in a couple of brackets that we made um but picture me rich aka jamal burris he was the winner so congratulations to you once again and uh once you hear this you know what i'm saying just contact me just dm me let me know what you want and then i'll definitely uh send that merch over to you in general I got a lot of things to uh, bring awareness to, so I'm working on a website right now, um, and it's going to be called SirCesars.com. So basically with that, I'm not only going to showcase my podcast, but um, I'm also going to show what else that I'm interested in. So whether that be with my uh, apparel that I'm about to drop uh, relatively soon or uh, videos that I've been recording or videos that are in the works or, uh, you know, just having a personal blog uh, to showcase my pictures or um, just an open source just to collaborate with people um, that really don't have a voice or want a voice. I'm just going to use it as a platform. So excited for that. And like I said, I have my apparel. Um, It's already in right now. I'm just trying to get uh, the photo shoots done with. I'm trying to uh, just get my website right, uh, marketing it right, and then all those will be released uh, hopefully by the end of this month. So um, that's something to be excited for. But, you know what I'm saying, I'm excited to get into today's hot topic. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for my co-host, Trey. Lean on me when you're not strong. I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. For LeBron, it won't be long. Well, you're gonna need Magic Johnson to lean on. Magic Johnson said, Mm-mm, I'm not gonna be here tomorrow when you need a friend. We all leave somebody when she's wrong. I said, Janie Buss just might piss me off. I said, We all need somebody. To lean on LeBron. I'm sorry, bro, but no, nah, I'm sorry, man. I, I always be gracing y'all ears with, with whatever that sounds like. And to be honest, when I listen to the podcast, I skip past the part of me singing because I want y'all to listen to it and not me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but yo, I just, you know, I had to bring that to y'all's attention. <laughs> Magic said, I'm not going to be here. <laughs> nah, not going to be bro, here at what? all, man. He, he quit his job like, like he won the lottery, bro. Like he was like, everybody's like, "Yo, see you next year." Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, you in high school, you about to transfer, uh, <laughs> transfer schools. <laughs> hey, yo, I see you tomorrow. Mm-mm. I'm not gonna be here, bro. Yeah, bro, it's crazy. We definitely gonna get into that, but more importantly, man, how you been, man? It's been a while since we recorded the last episode. Uh, all my life, man, grinding on my life, bro. Uh, you know, as a community, we're we're like finding the strength to keep going and. 
as as a person, you know, just seeking seeking that personal growth. Um, actually came into some a uh, few jobs. So I'm working a uh, two jobs. My, my man got two jobs. Nah, like, <laughs> working that two job life right now, man. Grinding, trying to uh, manifest those dreams, bro. Because you know what I'm saying. The 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 biggest thing was not aiming and hitting your goal. The biggest thing was if you aimed for the goal and you you hit too low. So aim for the stars. What I'm doing right now, man. Aim for the stars and you will land. Oh, aim for the. I thought it was aim for the moon. You land land amongst the stars. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Okay, cool. pretty much. Well, you're gonna land somewhere, man. That, that's great. That's great. I'm, happy. I'm glad to have you back. You know, yep. today's gonna be a fun fill episode. But before I got into today's hot topics, I just wanted to pay homage to the late great one of the goats, Nipsey Hussle. Um, damn, I just remember last week Monday. Um, not this past Monday, last week Monday when I found out he passed away. Maybe it was a week before that. It's been I've been losing track of time. I was literally just driving to work, um, and I was just tearing up. And it's not even because, like, I had a close tie to him. Um, I definitely listened to his music, supported his movements. My brother actually got me really, really hip to him. Um, I just remember uh, after my brother was still in college, he'd be coming home and he'd just be blasting his music. I'd be like, all right, yo, I really I really dig this. But it's not even more about the music, just what he represented, what he wanted to do for the community, uh, how he wanted to uplift the community and put other people in positions to be successful. That really hit home with me, and that, that hurt for me because – we have so many people that we look up to, and I hope, you know, in the, in the future that I can be put on and I can put other people in position to be successful as well, too. So um, that that really hit home for me. Any, anything you want to say? Oh, uh, man, uh, L.I.P., bro. Let's stop saying R.I.P. to people, bro. Let's let's live in peace live rather in peace. Than, than, than rest in peace, bro. I like that. Uh, I'm really sick. For one, the situation, I'm sick because people lost their, their loved one, their their father, more than he was to the community, he was, you know, somebody's person and somebody's dad and somebody's provider and stuff like that. So that 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 hits a it's a chord right there. But two, bro, like we have to value each other while we're still here before we're gone. You know, life's a vapor. We don't really know what's happening in this in the in the next life or what happens after that. And we have no we have no business conducting ourselves like we do. So man, cherish your boys, cherish your girls, cherish your your loved ones. All that while they're here, and even the leaders that we look up to, bro, or the people that are in the community doing stuff for your community, support them, you know, and cherish them while they're here, man. No more rest in peace, bro. We got to live in peace and, you know, take it from there. But RIP net, bro, all my life. Grinding on my life. All my life, all my life, all my life. I might have to put a, I mean, yeah, I'm definitely going to put a Nipsey Hustle instrumental on the promo video, so got to pay homage to him. But you ready to get into the hottest topics of the day? <laughs> yep, you already know what's going well, on. Let's get to it. First and foremost, <laughs> Trey alluded to this a little earlier. Magic Johnson there. grabbed his kids, grabbed his... Basically, what just happened, <laughs> the purge came, and Magic Johnson was the first person to be out. Um, so, for those of you guys who don't know, Magic Johnson abruptly stepped down as the Lakers president. Um, so, it kind of makes sense, um, but I did not see this happening because with Magic, you know, he has that winner's mentality you know, saying nine, 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 nine finals he's been to. He's won five of those. Uh, you know, he's just done so much on and off the court, built his brand. Uh, with him, you just get that vibe that everything's going to be okay. Um, and you're definitely not, uh, he's definitely not going to quit. So, um, been a rough year for the Lakers, obviously. They didn't make the playoffs. We projected them to at least be in the playoffs. They ended up only winning, what, like 33 games, I think? 33 to 35 games, or maybe 36 games at sub, best. Sub 35. Um, but, yeah, narrative, you know, LeBron got injured, um, and then from there, you know, they were 17 and 10. He got injured, um, and then from there, you know, they just got bit with the injury bug. 
Brandon Ingram missed a couple games. LeBron missed like 17, 18 games. Rondo broke his hand. Kuzma had some back problems. Uh, Hart was out for a little bit with the, with knee soreness and whatnot. Um, even JaVale McGee missed a couple games. Um, and, and it just sucks because from that, Anthony Davis was in trade discussions. So that basically took a toll on the locker room itself. Um, and it was just never – it was it was essentially just a lost season. Um, and what was reported not too long ago was that Magic actually um, wanted to fire Luke Walton. So basically he spoke with Jeannie Buss, and they were like, yo, like, this is what I want to do. But since there's so many ties – and that's why you never mix business with pleasure in a sense that you can't always keep things – I'm not even going to say business players. I, I, I use that wrong. That's why you just don't have family ties a lot to things. You know what I'm saying? So Luke Walton is a part of that Laker family. So I see, I feel like in Jeannie's bus's eyes that like he can't really do no wrong. So you want to fire Luke Walton, the whole staff. He was supposed to fire him Wednesday, apparently at 10 a.m. Eastern time. But they had a disagreement on certain things. And I feel like the fact that the season didn't go where it wanted to be and the fact that Magic Johnson um, didn't, well, had more of a responsibility in what she which he thought he would not have. Um, and the fact that I feel like he thinks he's not going to attract these marquee free agents when you have the Lakers turmoil that's been happening with the franchise in general, the emergence of the Clippers making a run, having two open spots. They're actually a playoff contention team. Brooklyn doing well to the Knicks possibly getting a number one pick. Like these free agents may not want to play with LeBron James. And it's kind of crazy because LeBron James is one of the best players in the league. Like who wouldn't want to play with him? Um, so, Kind of sucks, man. Kind of, kind of sucks a lot. Um, how, how do you, how do you feel about all this, man? How do you feel about all this? But before we even talk about that, okay. notable Laker moves made by Magic Johnson. Um, so it was reported that, uh, well, not reported. It's a fact. February 2017, he traded Lou Williams to the Rockets for Corey Brewer in the 2017 first round pick. Uh, I think that first round pick ended up uh, being Kyle. Kuzma, I have to know not Kyle Kuzma because he got drafted in twenty. No, Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, Kyle Kuzma for that. Uh, traded Lou Williams. It's crazy because Lou Williams is on the Clippers and they're playing well. They're they're in the playoffs right now. The AC going to battle Warriors. We'll talk about that later. Twenty seventeen, it was reported that he actually wanted to draft De'Aaron Fox, but Jeannie Buss said no. Let's draft Lonzo Ball. So he drafted Lonzo Ball. He traded Timothy Mozgov and he traded away D'Angelo Russell to the Nets for Kyle Kuzma and Brooke Lopez. Um, 2018, obviously, he signed LeBron James. He signed Ray John Rondo. He signed Lance Stevenson. He signed JaVale McGee and Michael Beasley. And he had this mindset, you know, what we're going to do is, he said, I watched the playoffs the whole time. And one thing I noticed was you need to be nitty and gritty against the Warriors. You don't really need shooting. We just need playmakers and people who are going to play hard on the other floor. That's not the case. You need to be able to shoot. And you have to play towards your superstar strength. Look at Giannis Antetokounmpo. Look at James Harden. you got to surround these ball-dominant players with shooters around them. And he just yeah. put a bunch of players that just didn't mesh well with LeBron James. It's just a, a weird mix with young talent, mixed with those vets who are all on one-year deals as well, too. Then he signed Tyson Chandler, which was pretty good while it lasted when they won, when they were 17-10, 4th in the West. And then he traded away Michael Beasley and traded away Zubak to the Clippers for Mike Muscala. Zubak, who was looking so promising, who gave the Warriors a nice, a nice little scare, at least what I saw on Christmas Day, was just playing consistent, you yeah. know? Um, but that's enough of me talking right now, man. What are your thoughts on Magic Johnson right now? And then following that, uh, what does this mean for the Lakers? Do you think Luke Walton's going to go away? Um, and, and, and is this going to taint 
or hurt just, LeBron's legacy. It just perplexes me that two, three months ago, bro, when like I started coming on the show, we were talking about like what's the summer gonna look like for Magic Johnson? Is it gonna be a failure <laughs> for Magic Johnson? Like, what do you what do you count as a success or a failure for Magic Johnson? Can they be a championship team for Magic Johnson? You know what I'm saying? And it's like Mm-mm. I'm not going to be here no more. I'm not going to be here tomorrow type stuff, bro. I wish I could find an, a good analogy for this right now. Yeah. But I can't. Like, Magic Johnson kind of just hit hit us with the who are going to be there. It won't even, it won't even the who are going to be there at the party no more. It was like a, it was like a, nah, bro. I don't really, really, I don't really mess with that part of town no more. I don't mess with those kind of parties. I don't do house parties no more. So now I'm not coming. I know it's y'all birthday. I ain't coming. Oh, I know I said I was gonna do you this party, but I'm not coming no more. Like, I'm in, I'm gonna invite all my boys to the crib and not show up to my party <laughs> type stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, Bron, you gotta come over, bring the drinks. All right, Rondo, come over. You know what I'm saying? And you know we got the young boys in here too. They gonna have a good time. You know what? I'm not really feeling the party no more. Meanwhile, everybody at your crib. <laughs> I just want to go have fun. I I want to go have fun. I'm gonna go chill with my girl. You know, like what? Like ah, it perplexes me, bro. And then the whole like. Zubak to the to the Clippers trade, Clippers. sick. It, it it made me sick because Zubak was. It seemed like he was the only one that was really hungry out there. Like, I like Kyle Kuzma is a, is a legit bowler, but granted the injury bug has been around. He, you lost Rondo right after that nice game with against the Warriors, and then Lonzo gets hurt right every time trade comes around. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't. I don't know if Lonzo really wants to play basketball or not. You know, nah, nah. Shout out Lonzo Ball, but I'm just saying like these these things are happening. And then for the first time in forever, LeBron James has an injury. LeBron James, Ever. you know. So from from a from a put stuff together standpoint, it was never great. It was never great. But we weren't judging him off of for the battles. We were judging off off of winning the war. And the dude pulled out the war. Like what? Like what? What's going on here? So I'm just thinking, like, and then again, you you alluded to it earlier. You were like, uh, "We gotta find a team to beat the Warriors." No longer is the Western Conference a team where you, or not a team, but but a conference where you can put your squad together to beat the Warriors. Because you'll find so fast that one, it won't be sustainable. Two, it won't it won't mesh. It won't it won't go well because the Warriors are gonna play basketball. With the superstars that they have, you know, people that have emerged superstars and, and people that they have added as superstars, they're gonna play basketball regardless. What you have to do, you have to play to their strengths because the Warriors are gonna play to their strengths and they're gonna play basketball. There's no slack in there, so why not find something you're good at, build around it, you know? Why, why, why are you bringing in Rondos and, and Beasleys and Lances? Bring in shooters. I know the market might not have been great for shooters, but bring in shooters, bro. Bring in shooters, bring a prolific ball handler, and then if y'all if y'all would have tanked like that. The good thing, the only good thing about this, and I'm sorry, I'll get back to my rant, but the only good thing about this is a lot of people are on one-year contracts. So you can get rid of people and add some more pieces, yeah. whether it be a superstar or, you, you know, add a team that probably should have been the team this year from a grassroots level, but you're taking a step back, you know? It's how this year should have been, and it's wasted time. Like, weekend, shout out weekend. Wasted times I spent with someone else. They wasn't even half of you. Yeah, they're like, come on, bro. Like, what? So, so Magic, he perplexed me that he left on that note because I feel like it was about to be a big time for him. He could have shopped the whole team and started again, but it still would have been Magic. And I think, again, I think he was really having some problems with Jeannie Buss because Jeannie Buss knows what she likes. And that's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with a force of nature in Jeannie Buss. She's the owner of the team. She calls the shots in a way, and Magic had to work with her. When he's trying to get rid of Kobe's guy, 
Yeah. Palinka, he's trying to get rid of Luke Walton too. She probably had, I mean, Kobe, like Kobe and Rob Palinka are the Lakers. Like and this is former agent too. Yeah, former his former yeah his former agent. They they are the Lakers, bro. Granted, like I know Kobe's not really all into that stuff now, but you know Palinka's talking to Kobe on a regular basis. You know Luke Walton's basketball family, like kind of like he's basketball family very intertwined, and Magic Johnson was pulling on some of those strings. So I think Magic Johnson was just like, bro, like. My block is high. Like, you walk into the party and your girl there and your side girl there. So he was like, I got to go. <laughs> like, Magic Johnson's like, I got to go. Like, I'm not going to be there. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Come on now. So I, it, it's a lot, bro. But it was lackluster. The only thing I had faith in that he was going to pick it up during the summer, uh, during another free agency. And they, they think it really hurts when the AD trade fell through. Yeah. And, and the reports got out that he was offering everybody except for LeBron pretty much. So, oh man. So I, I hope my I hope my rant has done it justice or the injustice that it deserves. But golly, so this I'm is, not gonna be here no more. So this is gonna be a controversial question. Um, so knowing that LeBron is aging and this was a failed year, and there could be a chance that you won't be able to attract a marquee free agent. At least that's tier one. When I said tier one, a Kyrie Irving, a Kawhi Leonard, um, or Kevin Durant. Then you have the tier twos, obviously, like a Jimmy Butler, um, like a Chris Middleton, like a who else is in their pool? DeMarcus Cousins, all them players, right? You can get Boogie probably. You can get Boogie probably. Do you keep your young core, trade LeBron, and get assets? Would you do that? Would you even consider that from an owner standpoint? If I'm a genie bus and it seems like... And and, uh, I'm sorry for cutting you off. Would that, and then also, if you're LeBron James following that, would you want to... Obviously, you have your business here, but he's been had his business in L.A. ever since he moved there. Obviously, it's just easier. He can get more clients. He's more networking, being there full time. If you're LeBron and you see this landscape, you see that the main reason that you actually did, you know, come to L.A. was because of Magic Johnson as well, too. He sold you on that idea as well, too. Do you eventually request a trade? Uh, I'm not going to try to be, like, ignorant to say that Magic probably – you know, probably didn't hit LeBron up before he made the decision. Like, we got to, like, we got to do the media. But I feel like Magic Johnson probably let LeBron know at least. You know, like, that's that's what happened. If not, then we got more t- turmoil. But as you can see, LeBron's is all smiles out the way, way, Dwayne Wade's last dance and stuff like that. Like, I don't think there's no stress on LeBron. I don't think LeBron's stressing anything at this point. I think he's going to let the Lakers organization be the supposedly great Lakers organization that has been and figure that stuff out. Like, I feel like LeBron came to kick back, relax, and figure out what happened. Cause it, yeah, because at, at, at the end of the day, we know what he's going to put. We know he's going to put up essentially like 27, 8, and 8. So maybe he's taking this approach. I, I think I'm kind of gearing towards what you're saying is we know how great he is, but at the end of the day, are you going to really blame him when at the end of the day it's the Lakers from the top down, from the top, obviously – making these decisions on who they're bringing and who they're not because not one no, no one person especially being in the west can take you from point A to point B which is competing for a championship. Yeah, to to answer that hopefully in an umbrella and your other question too. Uh I don't think you can get rid of a young core. Like you have to pick your guys that you want and then shop everybody else and and you know have your superstars there, but then you have to make them like you have to make them interchangeable parts. And then the pieces that you do add, you have to draft pieces that, you know, are going to come in and eventually complement it. This is not a game. This, the Western Conference no longer is a game for, like, just add a superstar and win. 
other than if you're the you're the Warriors and you're comfortable, you have you have you know you got stock in the stock market. You know you, you can't you can't be starving and try to plant a garden. You got to be go hunting. You know you can't be starving and plant a garden. And I feel like the other teams. Okay, so I'm gonna say that you can't be starving and plant a garden, but at the same time, you can't be in a rush in this Western Conference either anymore. You have to do it smartly. You have to have people that play hard and understand this is going to be a process, just like the Denver Nuggets, you know, just like Sacramento, who made a, a lot of pushes this this year. You know, they're, they're out of playoff contention right now, but they made a lot of pushes. They they added, you know, a Harrison Barnes. They added uh, Fox is getting a lot better. And Buddy Hill stepped his game B- up. Buddy Hill stepped his game Willie up. Willie Collie-Steins, all right. Willie Collie-Steins. So they, they, they built through the draft. Granted, these are number one picks, but, again, you're building through the, through the draft, and you're, you're building on other on other planes. You have to be smarter, bro. You have to be smarter, and you can't you can't blow it all anymore because you need those young players because it's not it's not an old man's game anymore, bro. Like, those aged players, are they're going to – eventually you're going to have to have a deep bench to compete in the West – you know, and that's what the Warriors have. They have great defense and they have a decent bench, mm-hmm. just like Houston, and just like I mean, this is not in the same conference, but on the other side, you have Toronto, who has an amazing bench, and Philly that just re-upped midway during the season, and they have an amazing bench too. So it's like, come on now, like you can't you do, you do the same things, you get the same results. Yeah. So you got to do stuff differently. I agree, definitely agree. So we're definitely gonna see. Uh, you know, what's good with that. So, Maggie Johnson, uh, when I saw your, your interview, it just de- genuinely seemed like you just wanted happiness and seemed like you weren't happy with that anymore. So, um, I'm all for people being happy and doing what makes them feel good. So, props to you. But this shit is funny. I got to play this shit real quick when he says I'm out. <laughs> I've been talking to people walking here. We've been talking about next year, and I'm sitting there saying... I'm not gonna be here. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, my man's face classic. That geek. <laughs> Moving on. Uh Anthony Davis actually came to his last game of the regular season. And obviously he didn't play. I thought it was gonna be on a minute restriction or whatever. Uh and he came into the stadium and he had a t-shirt on that said, <laughs> That's all folks. Um, so wow, uh that basically sums up everything. Um we just gonna talk about this on a little bit, but Alvin Gentry was saying like this is the most toxic, uh, and this is the most toxic environment that I've ever been in, um, and it's not only a toxic to to, the, to our organization, but it also affected two two teams, um, and that just sucks. You know, I'm saying the Pelicans actually, you know, finished 33 and 49 this year. Um, so my question is like, what is actually next for the Pelicans? What's next for? Anthony Davis, because right now I'm looking at the uh, NBA draft, you know, 2019 odds, and right now they're they have a 6.8 chance of actually getting the number one pick. Um, but right now I feel like more than likely they're probably gonna have about like the eighth pick, so not too bad. But what are your thoughts on Anthony Davis wearing that? Do you think that's right for him to do that? Do you think he was trolling? Um, give me a quick little take on that, and then we can move to the next topic. I think Anthony Davis. Uh can do what he wants to do because you know he's he's out. He he's Magic Johnson out at this point. So I mean Johnson now. Magic, I'm about to start saying that. I'm Magic Johnson. Bro, now. I'm out like Magic, bro. <laughs> like peace. But uh, he don't want to be there. Clearly, bro. Uh, it's tough because you don't want to like strengthen a, a team within your conference. But at the same time, bro, like you can trade him and then do go do better from there. You know, you can do bad all by yourself. So like 
they got rid of the GM for not trading them because Magic was offering half the team. And I was wondering, would Magic still be there right now if they had got Anthony Davis? You yeah, know? I think so. Because yeah. if you trade for Anthony Davis, you still have enough money to attract another free agent. And then you just fill the roster in, like you said, with Clay 3 and D players. Dude, uh, if I had AD, you don't even need – Oh yeah, all you need is a Clay yeah. or Chris Middleton. Yeah. Like, that's straight. So, I think, yeah, Anthony Davis is justified in doing what he's doing. So, that's what I, that's my take on that. Yeah. So, we'll see what's good with that. I mean, hopefully uh, the Pelicans, for their sake, can get a nice uh, number one pick. I mean, a, a top five, top ten pick. And then hopefully wherever he goes, you know, that's another first-round pick. And they just start over because at the end of the day, like, you're just going to have to rebuild and it's going to take a while. So, you know, who, who knows? Like I said, they have a – um, six point eight chance of getting the number one pick. So you know, maybe they might be the ones Who to. From you this know? draft, would you add though on their team, if or I maybe get. maybe you at, at draft them and then try to trade for somebody? I don't know, but like, I don't think any kid in the draft is gonna compensate for what eighty nah, did. Nah, there's there's no player that even comes to mind, honestly. So so if you go to the Pelicans this next round, you're getting traded somewhere. But <laughs> let you know right now. Kudos to you. Kudos to you. Yeah. So. So, yeah, so the NBA player poll came out the other day. So I think about 112, I want to say, players voted out of, like, 300-plus players in the NBA voted on, like, different, like, superlatives, essentially, different awards or whatever. So the one I want to talk about right now is the most overrated. So out of all of those players, the two that got tied for most overrated was Draymond Green and Russell Westbrook. Um, so first and foremost, I'm going to talk about a little bit about both of them and then I'm going to defend. So most overrated, um, Russell Westbrook, hell no. First and foremost, congratulate Russell Westbrook. This is his third straight year. Can, can we give him credit? Third straight year averaging a triple double. Um, I think with Russell Westbrook, just to sum it up, he's a fearless competitor. Um, he's someone that always gives his blood, sweat and tears to the game. He on wears babies. A, on eight. Yeah. Always gives blood, sweat, and tears to the game. Plays at 100%. Um, and I feel like he's generally just a great teammate. And he's probably the most athletic point guard I've ever seen in my life. I, honestly, honestly, I used to think it was D. Rose. But actually, just comparing them, I think Russell Westbrook was always more athletic than him, man. On babies. And, and he's he's a superstar player, man. I don't I don't know what the knock is right now. You know, he's been playing. He's been an all-star ever since he – ever since that one year they went to the uh, to the finals or whatever with uh, – with uh, with OKC back when Harden and, and, and KD were there, he's been in the finals every single year. He's gotten better every single year. He's been in the playoffs every single year. Even when KD left, you know what I'm saying, he didn't have anything. He still willed his team, in which LeBron couldn't do. You can argue that Westbrook had a worse team back in the day after KD left and went to the Warriors. He still got them to the sixth seed. Um, and he's, and he's, he's just been balling out of his mind, man. And, and, and a lot of people like to shit on the triple-double itself, but I feel like with the triple-double, like, they be saying, oh, they be giving him those rebounds. I was literally watching their second and last game before they played the Bucks to wrap the season up. They were playing the Rockets. Like, when he got those 10-plus rebounds, he went to go get that shit. Yeah. Like, he went to go get that shit. You know how hard it is? People like to talk shit about that. Like He's 6'3", bro. He's 6'3". If it was that hard, why can't everyone get a triple-double? Why can't everyone get a triple-double? And, and and a lot of people like to say, oh, he force-feeds people. No, I was watching the game, and he – he was really just making the right passes to the players who were open. Um, so I don't think he's overrated. Now, the only thing that is a con about him 
it's still that I feel like he can easily be taken advantage of. So when I say that, for example, last year, one of the media members said, oh, Ricky Rubio did this and that to you in the playoffs. What are you going to do about that? He kind of took that to heart, tried to, quote-unquote, lock up Ricky Rubio. And what did he do? He got himself in foul trouble. Yeah. And you know in the playoffs, your rotation gets shortened. So it's come, it, it becomes the 10-11-man rotation to 7-8-man rotation. Yeah. So if you're in foul trouble, you have the highest PR on your team. Your team's not going to do that well, you know, at that time, Paul George won't that comfortable with that team. You can't keep them afloat, you know what I'm saying? So you got to you gotta do what's best, you know, with your team. And then obviously the other day, him getting his 16 tech, he had to sit out the next game. You know you're in the West Coast. Every game matters. We just saw – we had to wait till the last day of the regular season to see what seedings were going to be what. Yeah, facts. You know what I'm saying? And also, his biggest knock is – I don't really like his decision-making towards the end of the game. Um, I just feel like sometimes he just tries – he forgets how good he is as being a facilitator and doing all the other intangibles, things that that make you win, that he tries to attack it himself. And from that, it becomes poor decision-making, and he just, you know, takes bad shots, forces – just forces too much with that. But I've seen progressions this year. He really took that backseat and let – Paul George really coming to his own, so I expect nothing but but greatness from him moving forward. How do you feel about him being classified as one of the most overrated players? And I and I think it's hate from the league too, from people that vote. I think you just hate. Uh, I feel like I've said this before, but it's just because Russell Westbrook isn't as light skinned as Steph Curry. That's all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like everybody loves Steph. You know what I'm saying? Steph can do no wrong. I understand. Like y'all love light skinned people. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? Russell Westbrook got like, a little bit of a tent to him, so I mean, catches heat for it. Nah, but. Uh, uh, he's not overrated by any means. You, you're putting up numbers. You know, men lie, women lie. Numbers don't lie. And Russell Westbrook is not lying, bro. He plays with aggression. He plays like he plays like a guard that you would never want to come across in your life plays, bro. He's not going to give you a night to sleep. He's going to come at you. Don't talk ish to him, you know. He doesn't have that, that, that calmness about him that like Kobe or like a Michael had before somebody like poked a bear. Russell just comes in angry and mad and that's that's him bro that that's that's love you know like that's how he's taught to play basketball bro that's that's how it's supposed to go that's how it's supposed to go you know with some passion with some fire that's how it goes and to be overrated i don't know who wrote that but you can keep it you know that ain't it chief or you know you know what i look what i wrote keep it keep it so no nah, i don't come at russell westbrook like that bro he's a great player he's been great for the last decade to be honest and no, no dirt on his name. No dirt on his grave. You know, what I'm saying? on his name. Yeah, and then uh, going into Draymond Green. Now, I can agree to and disagree with the same with this with this you know guy in particular. Uh, first and foremost, I love Draymond Green. Um, I think anyone would love to have him on the team. He does all the things that go unnoticed. Uh, being that vocal leader on and off the court, uh, you know, just being a, de- a great defensive presence on the court um, and just sacrificing his body at all times. And and, and and sometimes he definitely takes that load off of Steph Curry, um, you know, being that uh, point forward. So I really like his game. Um, the biggest knock on him, I feel like some of those years he was All-Stars. I think he was a three-time All-Star. I feel like two of those years he – at least the last, la- not this past season. I think last season was also. I feel like he shouldn't have d- deserved an All Star over the X amount of players I can name in the West right now. But my biggest thing with him is, I think he's a system player. So I feel like if he went to another team where 
with what the money he's looking for, being a max player, I feel like if he went to another team, he wouldn't really thrive as well, too. Yeah. And uh, he would start to actually get exposed. So I feel like there's only a certain amount of teams where he could thrive. And like, I can definitely see him in the Milwaukee Bucks system with Bruno Hoser. Um, I can definitely see him in Coach Pop system um, as well, too, or Brad Stevens system as well, too, or something like that. But these other teams, I don't really see his game translating like that. Um, how do you feel about that? Um. Draymond's one of those players where it's like you don't realize what you got until it's gone. And he's really a, a, a person that, you know, opens up the floor for them. He's a toughness guy, a defender, uh, a vocal leader, and an emotional leader. And with somebody, it seems like they got some cool characters on their squad, other than like Seth going off every two games, you know. <laughs> he goes off every two games, if not every. He, go, he goes two on, two off. Like, Seth works like a fucking firefighter, bro. Like, literally. <laughs> like, a dude, he's different, man. He's. Three on, and then uh, I might take a night off. Then it's four days on. It's like, bro, we don't get tired. But uh, on top of that, you got KD on the team. But Draymond, in general, I believe that Draymond, he's he's a good system player. I feel like he would fill it up with another team, but it wouldn't be as as efficient as efficient. Solely because he might, he's not gonna have as many great players around him, and that's again, that's not taking away from Draymond. That's not saying he's not a great player because he's. I feel like he's the epitome of efficient when it comes to his role on that team. But you know, when you, it's like putting premium gas in a in a in a car that doesn't take premium gas. You put in premium gas in a you know a Honda Civic from 1995, or you know it's it's not was that's not what's gonna happen. Draymond is premium gas, and he's been doing it in a Jag, in a in a BMW, in a in a car that's in the system that's been going crazy for the last few years. And again, no, not to Draymond because he does what he does the best, but I don't want to see him on another squad because he does what he does very well. And then it's hard to have a player, a young player that's gonna come in and do the same thing he's gonna do because he understands that. It, but the only thing is, everybody's aging. You know, you have to you have to draft a player that's gonna come in and be like, "Yo, this is gonna be your role. Take pride in this." And a lot of young players, whether it be a draft or not, they're not gonna take pride in that. They're just gonna be like, "Yo, I want to score my points, or I want to do that in the third. It's it's a heavy method to do what Draymond does, and you'd have to teach somebody that. You don't really come in just knowing how to do that unless you're like one in a million, like Draymond is. Facts. Um. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't, there's no other point in talking about most underrated because I agree with them. Chris Milton is very, very underrated. Dame Lillard always gets left on most underrated. Um, there's no real talk to debate about the GOAT discussion. Everyone knows that MJ's a GOAT. That ship has sailed GOAT. with this season happening and obviously other reasons as well, too. One last thing I want to talk about with this, well, since that, you know, the regular season's over with now, the players also came out with who is MVP. And surprisingly, I thought they were going to say Giannis because a lot of people kind of take into consideration your overall record with your production. Um, but majority of the players voted for James Harden, man, um, which is crazy. Um, both of them, James Harden and Giannis Antetokounmpo, had stellar-ass seasons. Like, you couldn't even ask for much more. Harden averaged 36 points per game. That's the most since MJ in 1986-1987 season, bro. And you woo-woo-woo. And on top of that, I had 7.5 assists, 6.6 rebounds, and had the second highest PR behind Giannis at 30.65. And I think what I like about Harden and I think what why players will vote for him, because I think when we live in a society now where we like narratives. We like a storyline behind it. And I feel like, obviously... James Harden's a bit more 
I think well perceived by every other by other players as well too, more popular. So it kind of makes sense. But when I say narrative, they were 14th in the West. They lost their defensive coordinator. They lost Trevor Reason and Bamute. Um, and 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 a lot of people thought and Adam Mello, Adam Mello who didn't work out got rid of him. A lot of people thought that they took a huge step back, and I was obviously questioning them. I was like, damn, the fact that the West is so tough, and the fact that um, the Lakers are back, and I and I thought the Pelicans were still going to be good. I was like, yo, there could be a chance. With the fact that you guys start off so bad, like you guys probably might not make the playoffs, and that would be embarrassing. But what did James Harden do? Um, he did what he had to do. Um, Chris Paul got injured for a little bit of the season and missed a lot of games, actually. Eric Gordon was out of the lineup as well, too. Um, they rehired their defensive coordinator. Um, he came back and changed a couple of things as well, too. Capella was hurt for a little bit, too. So a lot of people were in and out of the lineup, and they obviously picked up, um, what's his name, Kenneth Reed, and they picked up uh, Austin Rivers as well, too. But James Harden was literally the solo act, like, every night. It was kind of actually sick when you just heard about his stats, this dude had a 30 rack against every team in the NBA. He's different. <laughs> he had nine 50-point games this season. He had 30, He had a 32-game streak with scoring 30-plus points. And it's just crazy because, um, you know, he ended up fourth in the West. Obviously, he had – all he had to do was win against OKC to get the, get the number three seed. But that was a damn good year by James Harden. So it's like – he could do all this and very well not win an MVP. Then you have Giannis on the other hand, who they were overall uh, seventh in the East last year, got bumped out the first round, fired Jason Kidd, brought in um, – who's their, what's their coach's name? Fired Jason Kidd and brought in – I'm blanking. I'm blanking right brought now, too. Him. Oh, Budahoser. Brought in Budahoser, and, and Giannis just upped his game to another level. He even worked out with Kobe. And right now he's averaging 28 points per game, 13 rebounds, six assists, and has the highest PR at 30.99. And overall, they have the best record in the NBA. Um, so it's just it's just crazy, man. Who do you think is MVP, man? Like, who would you have to decide? I'm still trying to figure out. Like, if I had to vote, I don't even know who to vote for right now. Um, I give it to James, man. Cause James? Because the conference. Cause tougher. If you take if you take James Harden away. It's tough. Okay, and then you can argue, oh, but if you take uh, Giannis away, it's not the same. No, but the Bucks might still be around playoff contention too. It's the you East. Think so? It's the East. Okay. You know, like they they be around the bottom. Yeah. Like that, the bottom of the East has been competitive in a bottom of the East now, competitive. Now, type now what, of way. If, what if Chris Paul was relatively healthy um, without James, if James Harden went down for a little bit? I think with that. Because that team's based on pick and pop, um, pick and roll in general, and then shooting threes and just, you know, shooting layups. But I feel like Chris Paul is one of the best pick and roll maestros in the game. And I think that he could keep that team afloat, um, barring any injuries. But go ahead. But he gets injured. So, like, you can't – you got you to talk about what is, not what what is or what would have been. You know, not what – yeah, what would have been or mm-hmm. what could be. And – uh I had to give it to James that thirty point thing, and then he's a more he's a more complete player too. Mm. You know, we talk about most valuable player, and it, it really comes down like we're like interpreting it like it's constitutional law. Is it explicit yeah. or implicit? Do you take it for what it is, or do you take it for you know how it was back then and how it should be applied now? It's mm-hmm. like nah, MVP, most valuable player. You know, James Harden does it all. You know, he gets past people, he finishes, he distributes. Giannis still has parts of his game he needs to work on. Mm. <sighs> It's it's so tough talking about 
you know, we took these players away from their team, what would it look like? If you put Giannis on Houston, mm-hmm. where would they finish? Would they finish higher? They could because you're still putting shooters around them. Um, but I feel like the system, the system's just tailored different. The, the, the system's just tailored towards James Harden. T- yeah, so. I think they'll still be a playoff team. They'll Honestly, they'll probably be like a four through six seed. Yeah, and then when you say that, again, the system's tailored towards James Harden. So he's mm-hmm. the most valuable player for that team, for that system. If we, if we go off the principle of it, mm-hmm. I just, again, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, James Harden. That's no, that's no downplay to Giannis. Giannis has become a freaking animal, and he, mm-hmm. he's only getting better. Giannis is 24, 25 maybe. Yeah. And then, you know, all he has to do is develop a jump shot, says, says said the black mama himself. You know, could you imagine Giannis hitting threes? He he would walk across the half court, and then, like, I know in high school and college there's that line there. Mm-hmm. He, he would be hitting shots from the white line, NBA-style type stuff, because yeah. he's that long. Yeah. All you need is, is a jump shot, and that's scary, bro. Because who's going to – four is not going to guard him. Five is not going to guard him way out there. He's going to get people dunked on. He, he could be the second coming of, you know, the, the mailman type stuff. It's Giannis has the ceiling to go, but right now James Harden's the MVP. Yeah. I mean, I was just looking up stats too. He said he's in the East. Yeah, but he beat every team in the West um, convincingly. Most of their games he had to sit out a lot of the fourth quarter because they were so good. And against above 500 teams, he's 28 and 13. Um, as opposed to James Harden, who's, I believe, 20 and 14 or something like that. I can't really remember. But um, this is tough, man. Like, James Harden has had an OD season. But let's not forget that one year, I think, Dirk won MVP, I believe. Kobe was averaging, like, 35 a game. And he still didn't win MVP. And I think he finished around a four through six seed or whatever. And they gave it to Dirk because Dirk had, an, obviously, a stellar season. And he also had the best record in the NBA. And when you when you when you when you say most valuable, I I, I take into consideration winning too. So I kind of it's so hard because James Harden has had, had such a historical year, but at the same time, Giannis is really coming to, into his own, like you yeah. said. But damn, man! Um, <laughs> I, right if, now, you got five seconds to decide. James or Giannis? Go five, four, three, two. Giannis. Oh, I'm team Giannis, wow. man. Um, I, I've seen what James Harden can do. Nothing to take away from him, but you're dividing the house. They've the Greek freak has been obviously James Harden been consistent all year too. But his team has been the best team in the league all year. They're the only team that's top three in offense and defense right now. He's damn near even Shaq said the second coming to Shaquille O'Neal, but can handle the ball. Um, and I think he's on a mission this year, man. Um, and and I, and I, and I, and and I like the narrative, man. A lot of people like to, you know, say this and that. He's not from the U.S. He can't be the face of the league. Yes, he can. For what? <laughs> yes, he can. That's um, trash. But like you said, he's so young. I'm older than him. He's 23 years old, I think, right now. About to be 24. So it's like wow. he has – he's not even in his prime yet. So imagine once he gets prime, like you said. Imagine when he gets a jump shot. It's, it's a wrap. But I don't know if I'm getting voters fatigue um, <laughs> with James Harden, but it's like I've seen that before. And you kind of had to do that, you know what I'm saying? But I, I voter I, fatigue. I'm voter fatigue. I, I think I'm sorry, James. I love you too. If you win it, I'm not even mad. It's 50, it's, it's literally fifty point one to forty forty nine point nine. Giannis <laughs> is twenty four. Birthday December sixth, nineteen ninety four. Sag gang. Bang 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 bang. Yeah, so it's like you can't go wrong with either or, but 
I'm gonna award Giannis, man. They were the seventh seed last year. Um, he got he brought his game to another level, and 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 he's showing it right now. He can't be stopped. He literally cannot be stopped. And in the number one seed, they the best. They the best team in the league, man. We the Give best. credit where it's due, like he said, man. It's all about winning. That's what we play for for winning, man. So that's 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 my final say, man. Moving on to that, I'm excited to talk to you about this. Just be quick with it before we get into the the hottest hottest of the topics. Paul Pierce versus D Wade. <laughs> so last week, I forgot what game was going on TV. Obviously, you guys know Paul Pierce is an analyst for ESPN, along with Jalen Rose and Michelle Butel. Um, They were just talking about D Wade's historical season, and they had a little debate. And Paul Pierce had the audacity to say that he had a better career than 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 D Wade. What? Now let's just look at a certain amount of things they share together. First and foremost, D Wade is probably going to be considered the third best shooting guard of all time. Would you would you agree that he's the third best shooting guard of all time right now? Facts. Facts. I don't even know where Paul Pierce ranks on small forwards right now. D Wade has three championships, and Paul Pierce has one. They both have one Finals MVP. D Wade is a thirteen time NBA All Star. Paul Pierce is ten time NBA All Star. D Wade was NBA first, I mean NBA All Star MVP. Paul Pierce was never NBA All Star MVP. D Wade had two times being a NBA All NBA first team. Paul Pierce had zero. D Wade was three time All NBA second team. Pierce was one. Both tied with three All NBA third team. Wade was three time All Defensive second team. Paul Pierce was never on a defensive team. Wade was a scoring championship once in the league. Paul Pierce was never a scoring champion in the league. And Wade won a gold medal. Paul Pierce didn't, man. Um, so how do you feel about this debate? I feel like there's real, really no debate, but Paul Pierce was a dog back in the day. I'm not even going to lie. It, it kind of sucks that Danny Ainge and their front office didn't do a better job at bringing him, bringing him in more talent, but you still did have your big three. You still went to the finals twice, you know, conference finals multiple times, but you guys just couldn't get it done. Um, but what are your thoughts on this? Do you think it's outlandish? How do you feel about this? You got people now. Well, not people now. This is the past. Now you had people where was D Wade's last home game, and then when D Wade played last night against Brooklyn, they were literally booing this man. Um, and then they were saying Paul Pierce sucks. Like that. That's crazy how he played in Brooklyn, yet they still disrespecting that man. Um, what are your thoughts on all that, man? Uh, I like to uh, call to the stand, uh, Jalen Rose. He's made all NBA first team twice. Paul hasn't done it. He made all NBA eight times to your four. He made all defensive team three times to your zero. He's won one scoring title. You weren't able to Hello, win a scoring darkness. title. That's too bad. He has three rings. My old friend. You have one ring. Ooh, three. You should have saw his face after that. Pop is like, ah, shit, you right. Bro, he uh, like just, you know, it was like Game of Thrones. It's like, how do you answer for these crimes, Lord Baelish? And then they slit his throat type shit. You know, like, golly, bro, what in the world? Um, sometimes, like, it, <laughs> you can debate because you're tired now. You done put your work in, in the league. You know, you retired. And you, you could talk your ish. One, because you played. Two, because... You know, you're OG. Like, that's what OGs do. They talk their ish, and people go about it. But we talking about a, a, a player that's leaving and about to be a, a, a OG now, too, who people look up to as an OG, and you didn't do your facts? You know, maybe you could beat him in one-on-one, 
but from a from a stats point, yo, yo, men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. <laughs> Dude, Jalen Rose says Dwayne Wade is never to defend himself, and then he loaded the clips. <laughs> You've got none. Pow. You've got none. Pow. You've got none. Pow, pow, pow. You know what I'm saying? You know, oh my goodness, Bruh. You got as a, as a, as an analyst, you got to know when to talk and when to not talk. Yeah. yeah, like I know you're talking a lot, but it comes back to being a player and knowing what was good. And if the numbers are not going to be in your favor, if you can't stretch that debate, really stretch that debate, bro. Like you just got to you, you charge it to the game, bro. And you, Paul Pierce was never even considered the best player in the league at any point in time. Like we can legit argue in 06, D Wade was arguably the best player in the league. Like. At one point in time, like, obviously Kobe was Kobe. They had those rough patches when Shaq left. Like, D-Wade, that little stint in time was my was my Michael Jordan. Somebody get Gilbert Arenas on the phone. Somebody. Facts, man. Facts, man. But no Paul, chill, Gil. Paul Pierce, you had a great season. Nothing to take away from you. Um, you were a great player. Going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But, dude, you're not on D-Wade's levels. Let's cut that shit out, bro. Cut that out. Yikes. Want to pay homage to Dirk Nowitzki. You know what I'm saying? He finished his... Great season as well, too. Um, career average, 20.7 points per game, seven and a half rebounds, 2.4 assists, shot 88% from the free throw line, 38% from three, and 47% field goal overall. Uh, just want to pay homage to him. Um, love and hate him at the same time, because obviously you guys know that I am a Spurs diehard fan, um, and we had some battles with him every year. So one thing I like about him, he kind of revolutionized what it is to be a stretch four now. And he put on a lot for foreign players coming into the NBA being more accepted and us actually taking them more serious, scouting them more, um, getting them implemented into the NBA. So shout out to Dirk, man. You got anything to say before we get into the hottest, hottest of the topic topics? Uh, shout out to Dirk. And another reason why the Mavs management is a pretty solid management team because they started to brought in Luka Donick to a team that already had Dirk in there. And they knew they had the blueprint to, like, you know, nurture and make a person like Luca feel comfortable within the league. So, shout out to them. Shout out Dirk and his greatness. Facts. Yes, let's get it. NBA playoffs is starting on Saturday. I'm so mother-freaking excited, man. We literally had – I wanted to actually deliver this podcast. I know Trey tripped me up the other day. He's like, yo, like – Trying to record this like the other day, I was like, "No, nah, I want to see what the seedings are first and foremost before we record anything." Like, we got it, we got to figure that out right Respect. now, man. But I'm happy it's here. Like, this is what we've been waiting for. Regular season is a regular season, but the playoffs is where stars are born, where your legacy matters the most, and where there can only be one, man. So I'm excited. You know, what I'm saying it's going to be awkward that there's no LeBron James this time around, but. Um, we just have to take a glimpse of what it's going to be like without them. But we still have a lot of great matchups. And the way the seedings are headed, there's bound. There's, there's going to be teams who are bound to meet each other. So it, it's, it's going to be well, man. Who would have thought that going into the season, would you have thought that the Milwaukee Bucks would have the number one seed? Would you have thought that the, the Celtics would finish at four? I thought the Celtics were going to no doubt have the number one seed. I, I, I knew Giannis and them were going to get better each year. But I didn't think they were going to take this dip as well, too. Like, who thought Portland was going to be able to sustain their level of play? Who thought? Who would have thought Denver, who basically had to play Minnesota just to get the A-seed on the last game, went to overtime last year, the regular season, had to fight for the A-seed, didn't make the playoffs, and now they're the number two seed right now. So, and who would have thought the Clippers, the Clippers out of all people, lost Blake Griffin, lost DeAndre Jordan, lost Chris Paul, 
you don't have no superstar. You've had somewhat of an all-star type of caliber player and Tobias Harris who gets traded halfway through the season. We thought they were not going to make the playoffs and they're still grinding it they're out. They still grinding it out. So wow. it's crazy, man. But East is looking great, man. In the East, we got number one seed Bucks versus Pistons. We got the number two seed Raptors versus Magic. Number three seed 76ers versus the Nets. And then Boston versus Pacers. Let's talk about the – I guess we can talk about the uh, – Bucks versus Pistons right now, man. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, the Pistons got swept. They played four times in the regular season. Pistons got swept 4-0. Um, what do you think is going to be the biggest key to whoever winning the game right now? Because I'm, I'm going to let you know right now. Like, Honestly, like when it was Miami and it was Charlotte and it was the Pistons all bound for the AC, I really wanted the Miami Heat to play them just because I think that Eric Spolster is a great coach. Um, and I feel like just from a fan standpoint, everybody wants to see D-Way. But I just feel like obviously Miami aren't, isn't the best team, but I think um, they can still find chinks in that armor to go at you, um, at least against Giannis. And I feel like that's a supporting cast with, Dr- with Draja coming back, um, D-Way still playing a high level, Whiteside getting back into the rhythm, Deion Wade's coming back from injury and all these other players emerging. Um, I thought they were going to at least take them six games, but – how do you feel about this matchup? Um, I think the key is trying to slow Giannis down. You can't really slow him down. You're probably just going to have to force him to shoot threes, and you're going to have to essentially make him beat you himself because he's going to get his way in the paint, you know what I'm saying? But what are you going to do to slow down those other role players, and do you think that's going to be possible? And then another thing is Blake Griffin is having knee problems, so we don't even know yet if he's going to be available for game one come this weekend. Um but, but, but what are your thoughts? Um, I, I like that they have Dwayne Casey. Um, obviously, he's a coach, former coach of the year. Um, he knows, you know, how to he, – he, he, he's a great coach, so I think he's going to come up with a good scheme. But what do you think is going to have to happen for at least the Pistons to prolong the series? Um, Bucks and four. Bucks and four? I think Blake and, Dr- and Drummond can win at least one. Cause you're 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 keying in on the same team, you play him every other night, or I think it's every other night, right? Play him yeah. every other night. That's the only tape you're going to be watching. You're going to key in on some certain things. I think Dwayne Casey and Blake Griffin, just respect to Blake, can at least give you one game in Detroit. Bucks and four. I ain't gonna say it again. Not right. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna repeat myself. <laughs> but if I was gonna repeat myself, I say Bucks and four, mm-hmm. because. It's the time to get it rolling now. I mean, Milwaukee Bucks, who's for real? I mean, hopefully you have everybody coming back looking healthy mm-hmm. for their squad. You got Blesso, you got Brogdon, you got Antetokounmpo, and their other role players that should be ready to rumble. <laughs> Bucks and four. Bucks and four. Bucks and four, bro. Come Bucks on, and huh? four. Yeah, I'm not even going to entertain that. Granted, I do love the Wayne Casey. He got a bad, the bad hand by having to play LeBron each year. Maybe they should have lost some games and, like, dropped. Mm-hmm. That would have been a good coaching move because you'd never see LeBron in the first round. He probably would have been to like the conference finals. Facts. You didn't have to see LeBron. You just drop two games, rest some few people, shoot, rest uh, rest Kyle Lowry because every time you saw LeBron, he was scared, bro. He yeah. needed like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. he saw a horror film, bro. Actually, actually sick. Granted, he put they put Demar Derozan in the backseat, buckle him in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like hey, you know what? Yeah. Dad's driving. Yeah. Dad's driving. So do you think mm-hmm. you say Bucks and four? Do you think it's gonna be like they're gonna blow them out every single game, or it's nah, gonna, it's be, gonna like, be a close one? It's gonna be there. close, like how like a couple of years ago when LeBron was still in Cleveland, how when they played the Pacers when Paul George was still there, like they got swept, but every game was one or two possessions. 
yeah. um, of you know the other team winning. I say it's gonna be a blowout one, uh, a close game for one, and then the other two might come down to like a few possessions here and there. But I, I definitely would give them like running away with one of the games, unless unless Detroit comes out and runs away with the game. Not and you know I'm going back on what I said, yo, Bucks and four, but unless you know. The Bucks really just aren't ready for like the playoff line, like and Detroit comes up and runs away one of the games. But I know one of the games is gonna be a blowout. Yeah, because Blake has playoff experience. Um obviously Reggie Jackson um has been there with this team and also with OKC. Andre Drummond's been there uh once when they lost to Cleveland, but I think they can win at least one or two games. And like you said, the Bucks have never got out of the first round yet. So I know that's gonna be weighing heavy on them yeah. at the same time. So I think those nerves are gonna be there. And I think you know, the Pistons can actually steal one game on the road, and then they're going to steal – I mean, they're going to have a game uh, at home, and then from there the Bucks are just going to figure it out somehow. Um, but if I was a betting man, I'd say – you know, I'm changing my mind right now, man. I think Giannis is on another level this year. That, that team is actually OD. They're, they're the best team for a reason. You know what I'm saying? They're the best team for the reason. They swept them in the regular season too. Obviously, like, regular season don't really mean nothing, but that's a good indication of what to expect. But – I only got Blake Griffin to win in one game, and the fact that he's a little banged up too, I don't know how severe that is. I think the Bucks finally get the monkey off their back, and and they and they win in five, and and they then they rest fresh to see who awaits them in the second round. See, the problem is, see, well, is you're you're, you're being sensitive. Like every every little decision is like kind of like your baby, and mm. you know what I'm saying. Sometimes you just gotta <laughs> say, you know, sometimes you gotta say, fuck them kids, fuck them kids, and, you know, and, and let it ride, bro. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. You know, look past the, yeah. oh, little Johnny would never do that. Little Johnny would lose four games back yeah. to back to back to back. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Little Blake and, and Dwayne Casey might do that. Not little Blake. Shout out to Griffin. But, yeah. Yeah. Next matchup, number two, Raptors versus number seven, Magic. Obviously, you guys have been following me for a long time. Spurs fan, diehard, favorite players, Kawhi Leonard. So, I've been following the Raptors a lot. Um, I think this is going to be uh, another – Competitive series, but I think I think the Raptors about to handle them in five. Um, the Magic, a lot of a lot of people been saying I've been wilding. The Magic's are the Magic really good right now. You know, what I'm saying uh, Vucevic been playing well. Gordon has definitely stepped his game up. Fournier has been shooting lights out. Terrence Ross, who's an old Raptor, you know, has something to prove as well. To going against his old team, and DJ Augustin has been playing well. And their bench is pretty solid. But just looking at the Raptors all year when they're when they're ready to play, they play no games. When they're ready to strap, that shit is crazy. And I really think Nick Nurse is an offensive genius. Just how, like, when Mark Jackson left and Steve Kerr came in, yeah. I feel like that's how Nick Nurse is to this offense with such more of a free flow, letting Pascal Siastam get off that leash, adding in Mark Gasol, who's proven, Kawhi Leonard, who's proven, Danny Green, who's battle-tested okay. um, with less pressure on Kyle Lowry. And even if Kyle Lowry doesn't play well, you can take him out. You can put Fred Van Fleet in. And if that don't work, you still run the offense through Marcus Gasol. Like, they have too much depth. And I think they're, they're just more talented. Obviously, they split the game two to two. But even watching them these past five, six games, they've been blowing teams out. They even blew out their Orlando Magic not, not too long ago. So I think Kawhi has something to prove as well, too, because a lot of his biggest knock on him was he can't stay healthy. And we don't know what type of player it's going to be because at one point he was arguably the second best player. People were talking 
it's it's LeBron James, it's Kawhi Leonard, or it's LeBron James, KD, Kawhi Leonard. I think this year he's gonna have something to prove, and I feel like this year he ain't playing no games because he knows what matters most. He 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 was under Coach Pop, you know what I'm saying? I just think that team is too well coached. They're more athletic. They're more experienced. They have more depth. Off their bench, you got Serge Ibaka, you got Fred Van Fleet, you got Jeremy Lin, you got OG Ananobi, you got Pat, um, you got uh, what's his name? Um, I can't even think of his name right. Norman Powell. Like, I think their team is too good, bro. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a competitive series and they get swept. But I think the Raptors are just not gonna play no games. Get them out of the way early and rest. So I got them in five games, man. Maybe it's me being a little biased, but just seeing them play day by day and look and then them not having to play back to back games where Kawhi plays every single game is over for them. Wow. I, I, there may be some games where it's going to be one or two possessions or whatnot, but I got the Raptors, man. I, I got the Raptors in five. All right. Listen, listen, folks. After all that he just said, after all the rambling, and all the roses that he threw at the Raptors' feet, why the hell would you give Orlando a game? Raptors in four. I ain't going to say it again. Raptors in four. Raptors in four, too? Raptors in four. Oh, you, the, wow. only, the only reason that they, you know... The second seed, because Kawhi only played 60 games? No, the only reason that they weren't rolling through the Eastern Conference the last few years, yeah. other than maybe playing a Boston, was because of why. And they had DeMar DeRozan on the team. You know, it's a different look, and it's a different coach, too. This is a more efficiently offensive power team. The only reason they weren't rolling through the East is because one man, one element, LeBron James, okay? There's no LeBron James now. Kyle Lowry is looking around like it's home alone. There's so much pressure taking off Kyle Lowry this bro, year, bro. Like, like it's home alone. You know, I can blast the music. I can walk around. I can do stuff that mom wouldn't let me do, that dad wouldn't let me do when they were <laughs> at the crib. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they forgot me, but it's cool. I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. Like, what? And you got, you know, your new homie. You know what I'm saying? You moved to a new place, big house, and your new homies, you only know how they rock. I.e., uh, Kawhi Leonard. Four, yeah, bro. Four. I'm sticking to that. Yeah, what are you about to say? I'm saying like, you don't really know how they rock, <laughs> but you know Kawhi's playoff tested. Last time he played in the playoffs was like when he got hurt with the yeah. Warriors, though. But he's playoff tested, bro. It's easy. That's smooth, easy. So Raptors in four, just like that. That's crazy. That's that's definitely crazy too. Uh, so next matchup is going to definitely be um, the 76ers versus the Nets. Um, that's going to be a good matchup as well too. Um, I want to say if Joel Embiid is like fully healthy. That's probably in five games. I just feel like the Nets don't really have that much. Um, they don't have that much experience. And I know DeAndre Russell's coming to his own. He's about to be an all-star and whatnot. But the lack of experience is definitely going to show. Obviously, Joel Embiid's having some injury problems right now, too. But I feel like it's going to come down to lack of experience. And that firepower in that starting five is just going to be OD. And like we said, in the regular season, you play nine, ten men. So your stars play, play 30, 34 minutes. Y'all about to play 38, 40-something minutes a night. Sure. So they're going to be on the court all the time. Sure. Who on this roster on the Nets? Who? Who, who, who? on this roster on the Nets can guard Joel Embiid? What are they selling? Name one person right Chocolate. now. Name one person. D'Angelo sure. Russell, he's going to do his thing. I think he's going to struggle because Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris – they gonna strap. One two punch. They gonna oh. strap. It, 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 it's just not fair. It's just not fair. I think it's gonna be 
I don't think it's going to be blowouts and maybe one or two blowouts here and there. I think the Nets are going to just take... It's crazy because this year, they're actually split with the season series. So both of them have stolen the game at each other's home. But my thing is, like, it's just different in the playoffs, man. The ends of Russell, we're going to actually see what help he needs this year. But I think if Embiid is help... Now, 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 the thing about them, they're so top-heavy... If Embiid is hurt, like last year when he was hurt for a little bit against Miami, he had to come back ASAP for them to wrap that series up. If he's hurt, then I think they can find a way to get some games in. But if he's healthy, in which I think he's going to be, then I think at five. Another five. Five. Maybe six? Nets five. and six. I'm not Nets. Oh, my oh, God. I'm, oh, my, oh, my gosh. Oh, oh drunk. It's, it's Thursday, y'all. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not lit. I'm not, I'm not drinking. But uh, <laughs> Philly, Philly and six, you know, I think it's going to be kind of grimy here and there. Joel B, Joel Embiid is, quote, unquote, not playoff ready. Yeah, basically, they say he has a sore knee. He hurt it. Um, I think he was, yeah, he was playing against the Knicks. He went to go leap to get the ball, and he landed on Regina King's. Uh, he ran, wow. ran on Regina King, and that's when he tweaked his knee. And apparently, wow. ever since then, he, ever since then, he he just never felt um, 100%. So, got a bummy knee right now. Is what they say, and he has a bad back. And obviously, when they played against the Bucks, when uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo blocked him four times, he kind of looked like he messed up his tailbone too. So it's like, do you be cautious with him? Like, do you afford to miss one game? I think you can afford to let him sit out one game. Um, but what are your thoughts? Anything you want, else you want to do before we go to the next one? Uh, nah, what I said is what I said. Nah, I can, I can rest my, my case right there. So, okay. you know, Philly, Philly and six. Cool. Uh, last game, oh, last matchup, uh, Boston versus Pacers. So, I didn't even realize till now, um, Boston has beat the Pacers three games to one um, in the regular season. Um, and what sucks is that Marcus Smart is not going to be available. I think he tore his oblique. So he's going to be out for about four to six weeks. So if there's a case where the Celtics end up in the Eastern Conference Finals, he will more than likely be available, but probably play on a minute restriction. But I think this year, um, with just the amount of talent that they have, the fact that they are probably the most playoff tested within that whole conference, um, and Kyrie is has one foot in and Kyrie. out the door. Um, I think with their coaching, the amount of talent that they have and – the fact that there's so much pressure on them, I think they have no choice but to win this series. And the fact that Victor Oladipo is going to, we're really going to see how um, the how the Pacers are going to close out games. But I think it's going to be competitive because I respect the Indiana Pacers a lot. The fact yeah. that they've gotten to the fifth seed when they were primarily in the third seed all year, the fact that they did this without Victor Oladipo really speaks high volumes. Um, they've beat pretty good competitive teams this year as well too. But I just feel like, I feel like Boston's too talented, and I feel like Brad Stevens is just a genius, so he's going to find ways. Even if they win by a little bit, it's going to be those little plays that matter coming out of timeout breaks. Um, you know what I'm saying? Just just creating plays. Um, and I just feel like you, when you have the best closer in Kyrie Irving, like, yeah. what more can you do? I don't think it's going to be a four- or five-game series. I think the Celtics are going to wrap things up in six games. Um, but you got to worry a little bit because – I think Jason Tatum does have a bummy ankle. Then we also, like we said, who is going to be that defensive pesk 
um, that person that does it all, that really doesn't show up in the stats with Marcus Smart going away, who's going to step up to the challenge? Are you going to give Terry Rozier more minutes to go alongside Kyrie when we've seen in the regular season that really doesn't work out for him? Or is Jalen Brown going to step into that starting lineup um, and, you know, impose his will too? And the thing about Marcus Smart is he actually lets Kyrie be Kyrie because he doesn't demand the ball like that. So, is there going to be problems going into the playoffs as well, too, which will force them to miss it and lose a game or two because of their egos? Or do you think they have this common mindset in mind and they're just going to go out and do what they want to do and that's, you know, make it to the finals? Uh, it really, It's really conflicting for me because I think that the Indiana Pacers for the last three or four years have been the most slept on team in the league. One, because they don't get televised. Two, because they have had Victor Oladipo and a supporting cast that, you know, really compliments them and they play very well to, to be, you know, up there around where they have been in the league. Mm-hmm. And, and, and well, granted, I say slept on, but last year, I think Cleveland was what seed? Was it, were they the one seed? Cleveland was the Two, fourth seed. Oh, they were the And they played seed. the fifth seed because yeah. number one was Toronto. They won 59 games. Two was Boston. Three was Cleveland. Uh, no, three was Philly because yeah. they played the sixth seed, which was Miami. And then fourth was Cleveland, and fifth was Indiana. See, hey, look at this. My man Seawell knows his shit, bro, <laughs> even from a year ago. Come on, I don't even know what I did yesterday. But back to it, bro. <laughs> Um, and I rest my case again. They've been one of the slept-on teams in the league for the last three, four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor Oladipo, who's a dog, who's you know getting better. Uh, rest up, Victor Oladipo. He's gonna he's getting better, only getting better, and he's gonna get stronger coming off of this injury. He's gonna be a smarter player too. Mm-hmm. Um, they took LeBron James to seven series when it was LeBron James conference. Yeah. And uh, I'm conflicted because Kyrie is such a finisher, but them having home court advantage and Kyrie being the prolific Kyrie Irving that he has been in the playoffs, yeah. that he's been in the finals as well. I think a team without a star like Victor Oladipo is going to be hard for them to, to really com- com- combat that because you have the matchups, you have how they've been playing each year, but this is a totally different season. And Kyrie Irving and the Celtics, for that matter, know what this season is. Yeah. So I'm going to have to go with Boston and five. Boston and five? Yeah. Ooh. Boston and five, though? Boston and five. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whatever floats your boat. Man. It's floating my boat right up the stream. So. I'm going to say, we might have to hold a bet to that one. We might have to. And I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> yeah, for Talk sure. to me afterwards. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Going on to the West, wrapping some things up. Warriors are playing the Clippers right now. Um, I think Warriors and foe. <laughs> Warriors and four. Warriors and four. I rest bro. my case. Warriors and four, bro. Five all-stars. Two top five players in the league. Bet The best backcourt of all time. Got Draymond Green, who's a dog. You got Boogie Cousins. They re-upped and got Andrew Bogut. Like we said, players, the star players play the majority of the minutes. Like I think the Warriors have heard, sorry, the Warriors have heard all this chit chatter yeah. about what they oh they've been taking days off, blah, blah blah blah. They're one of the few teams that can flip that switch. Cleveland was that team back in the day. Obviously, Golden State's another team. I feel like they're not going to play no games with them, and I think. All but like maybe one game, they're probably going to blow the Clippers out. Clippers may still want the Staples, but other than that, nah. There's no real way to slow this team down as well, too. You know, credit to Doc just getting to the playoffs himself because no one thought they were going to do this. No one thought they were going to win these X amount of games. But I think Golden State's on the mission this year, and that's to get back to the finals, in which I think they will do. So that's that in the regular season numbers speak for themselves they beat them three games to one i think one game that 
the Clippers actually won. Lou Williams had to have a damn near 40 rack, and they had to go to overtime just to win that game. And I think I don't think Steph Curry played or something like that, too. But Steph Curry is the engine of the Warriors. You know what I'm saying? He did tweak his ankle the other night. I actually posted that on my page. And you know him. He has a track record of having bummy-ass ankles. So maybe they could sneak um, and get a game here or there on the road. But... And then, and then you could say that the Warriors have been most vulnerable, most vulnerable this year as well too, because this year was the most games they've lost at home, and a lot of games they lost at home they got mollywopped. Um, but I just think that they just know their common goal, and they're just gonna go out and just destroy them. Any anything you have to add to that, bro? We we gonna case close on that, man. Lock it up. Lock it up. <laughs> yeah, info. 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 And then next we have the <clears throat> two versus seven seed. Denver versus San Antonio Spurs. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Denver was a team that had a that was a ninth seed. Now they're, you know, they're the um now, now they're the two seed. So played very well all year. Um, San Antonio and seven. Yeah. Um he took the words right out of my mouth. And not even me just being biased. I just feel like there's no experience with Denver. Like they're, they're babies in this league right now in this playoffs. So wham, I, think, wham, wham. I think they'll play well relatively, but I think Coach Pop knew what he was doing, too. Remember when he got tossed out the other night? Yeah. I think he was the fastest coach to get tossed out ever. I think within, like, the first minute and 30 seconds or something like that. He knew exactly what he was doing, trying to give the other team some confidence, and he about to just straight snatch their heart out, bro. I think um, better coaching. Coach Pop is one of the best coaches, if not the best head coach in the NBA or of all time NBA right now. Um, and I just feel like – He's always going to have a game plan. He's always going to find a way to exploit your weaknesses, and I feel like we're going to see their weaknesses. So even if there's a case that the Nuggets happen to lose, I mean, win the series, Coach Pop, is not, every game is there's – not, there's not going to be any game that's going to be blowout, and I feel like Coach Pop is going to show you how to beat them. So I'm excited for that as well too, but I just feel like LaMarcus has always been on a tear this year. Um, DeMar DeRozan has something to prove as well, too, being traded and whatnot, too. And I like their young talent. Rudy Gay still – this is the healthiest Rudy Gay's ever been. Played 77 games this year. But I like Forbes. I like Bellinelli. Um, I like Derek White. Patty Mills still great. Bertans going to give you some production as well, too. Um, and and, and, I, and I, I just think that they're just – they're just more. They're just going to be. They're just going to be more well prepared going into each game. And I think, like you said, um, if it goes to seven games, even if it's in Denver, I know that I, I know the altitude is a little crazy up there. I just think the clo- the Spurs are just going to win in a timely fashion. So Spurs and seven, I agree with you, dude. Lamar, the, the pop finds ways to make Lamarcus Aldridge, who's was already a superstar, look even better. You mm-hmm. know, when it comes to that system, mm-hmm. you know, and. I'm just, I'm just, I'm looking forward to that matchup. And, yeah. You know, that's gonna be an exciting matchup, actually. Granted, the young boys, you would think the young boys would play off, off just off their serious consistency, but mm-hmm. it's a, again, it's a totally different league. Mm-hmm. Coach Pop's gonna be different. He's gonna be pulling strings different. So we'll see. I just think it's it's tough to beat Spurs basketball because at the heart of it, Spurs basketball is basketball in its purest in its purest form. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Obviously, there's been some changes. You know, the big three's gone now. Kawhi's gone now. Mm-hmm. But the show must go on, man. Nothing but world class. Definitely check that series out. I think it's, like you said, going seven games. Every game is going to go back and forth. Or it may just be every team. Because this year they, they tied it 2-2. Spurs won at home twice. Nuggets won at home twice. It could be where they went at home and at home and at home. And yeah. then Spurs just end that joint in game seven. Uh, yeah, That's going to be cold. 
But we're going to see what's good with that, man. So I'm excited for that. Next, and which I'm probably most excited about in all of these series, is probably Blazers versus OKC. Russ does not like Damian Lillard for no reason. Like, <laughs> I've never, when they played throughout the years, I've never seen them like bicker at each other. But this right. year, for some reason, I just remember, I think OKC was playing at home. And I don't know what ticked off Russ, but he just I, may may have been Jokic has maybe said something like Dame better or whatever, and it just sparked some. But I just remember Damian Lillard was shooting free throws, and Russ, you know, was was sitting was uh, standing in the in the free throw line, and he was just saying, "I've been busting your ass for years. I've been <laughs> busting your ass for years. Like basically, you you are not better than me, and I'm going to show you why you're not better than me." So. I really like the Blazers this year. I feel like if they did have Nurkic, they would probably win this series. But I think it's going to be a dogfight. Um, I think OKC is going to have to win in seven games. Um, and I just feel like although Paul George is battling some issues right now with his shoulders, I already can't even lift his shoulders up fully every time there's a time I break where he's on the bench. Like, they're actually icing it and massaging and working on it. I think, you know, with the year that he had, obviously – at one point in time, I thought he was going to be MVP, depending on how OKC finished. He took a slight dip because of his him balance injuries, but I just feel like Paul George, man, he he has something to prove this year, and I feel like Russ has something to prove this year, and and there's a reason why Paul George wanted to stay. They they have unfinished business. They got bumped out the first round against a rookie led player in in six games last year against Utah. Yeah. Shout out to D Mitch. We're gonna talk about him soon, but you final. I feel like there's a lot of pressure on these guys too, man. Like, ever since KD left, Russ has not, or OKC in general, has not gone on the first round. So I think the path for them is going to be easier this year. And I feel like the fact that CJ McCollum just is coming back from that knee sprain and the fact that Nurkic is out, I feel like they're going to struggle a lot too. Don't get me wrong, Dame's going to do what he got to do. He's going to win some games for you. But I just feel like overall, it is, that's definitely just not going to be a good look. Um, so I got OKC in seven. Um, and, 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 and that's, and that's it right there. Uh, how, how you feel about all that? Uh, I just think that the Blazers are the character in the show that you kind of come to love, but at the end of the day, as a writer, it's like, who else wouldn't you write off? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they're a fan favorite, but they're the easiest person to kill mm-hmm. in a way, you know? And this is not the same OKC team from last year. It's a lot more conducive. It's a lot more know where the hell the ball is going at the end of the game. It's a lot more... All right, we got we got a two-headed snake, and we're going to ride it. Granted, we got Steven Adams, too, who's balling out his mind. And then the Blazers just had uh, their big man go down. I mean, they got they got a, they got got that safety net. What's his name? And it's cancer, but he's yeah. such a defensive liability. Yeah. Russ is going to – and Russ knows his weaknesses. Yeah. They're going to get him in the pick, in pick and roll every time. Russ going to eat that guy. And destroy him. <laughs> I'm going to have to go OKC – and five. I mean, uh, I mean, you wanted something because it's they, six, six, they, six, six, they six, six. in the regular season they beat them all four times. Obviously, they swept them in the regular season. In five. In five. You think Dame only gonna win one game? I knew he got swept last year. Yeah. They got mollywhopped last year. I love the Dame to death, but uh, nah, bro, bro, that's a tough one. Wait, wait. Not five. Not five. <sighs> I'm gonna stand by what I'm saying. I'm not going. I'm, I'm gonna go back and forth. I'm gonna have to say five, bro. Five. I'm gonna Damn. Say five. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. We just saw the poll. Damian Damian Lillard's vote voted most underrated. He is <laughs> underrated. He'll give that nigga five. Uh, I mean, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not betting against Dame, but I'm betting against like you're sick. I'm sick. Uh, uh, I might be sick, but for the, sick. for the sake of me saying it, and for the sake of you know 
hopefully I'll have a good prediction and then we can come back to this and you be like, oh shit, you predicted that. I'm Dude, the same five. Portland just played the Sacramento Kings with six players and they rested all the star players and they, they were down like 14 and still came back to win and clinched the third. So well, you think, school me. Give me stats you think and give me your games? prediction. Give me your prediction. OKC and seven, man. I think it's going to... Oh, it's going to be a... It's going to be a dogfight. Wow. OKC's going to steal game one. Portland's going to win game two. OKC is going to win game three and four. And then uh, Portland's going to win game five. Actually, I don't even know what I'm talking about, man. Just say OKC and seven. OKC and seven, man. Um, but, yeah, this year, man, Russ has changed his game, tailored towards Paul Jordan. Like you said, they actually know how to close the game now. They they go with the flow. They go – I mean, Paul George is, is their flow. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I really like their bench a little better. Um, I like Dennis Schroeder's presence. I like how he can coexist with uh, Russell Westbrook. So, Russell Westbrook, you know, that – Pressure of a ball of him handling the ball that's going to definitely take some of the load off of him as well too. And then you got a good pickup like Markeith Morris, you know, what I'm saying um, I think he's going to be key in this in this as well too. But they're one of the best defensive teams. They're not the best shooting team, but they pride themselves on defense. And I think they're just going to be locked in. And I think they know what's at stake this time around. So I think they're gonna they're gonna get the job done. And like I said, the path to the east the, to the Western Conference Finals is easy for them because if they win this round, like you said, they're more than likely going to play. The Spurs, they can handle the Spurs too. Coach Pop, biggest weakness, at least with San Antonio, what I've witnessed growing up was athleticism. Um, when you go up against, like you said, two-headed snake, two-headed monster like that, I feel like at the end of the day, their star power is going to show out over the Spurs as a whole collective unit. And then right there, you play your cards right. There could be a knick-knack injury. They're here or there against the Warriors in the conference final. Or Houston could very well beat the Warriors in the second round, if everything goes according to plan, and then you worry about playing Houston, y'all play, y'all proving that y'all can beat them. So it was all up in the grabs for there. Um, <laughs> wow. so I, that's what I'm thinking. Alternate universes. Uh, alternate universes, man. What if? What the if? What if, what if Kawhi Leonard never got hurt in 2017? Uh, game one. What if LeBron never left Cleveland? Who knows? I don't what know. if Katie never went to the Warriors? Jesus the Christ. What if Harden never left? That They would be the modern day Warriors. They would. They would have won at least two. It would have been scary, and they it would have been respected a lot more. But would you, but James Harden, I don't think James Harden would have been James Harden. I feel like he would have had that no. Manu Ginobili type of role. Yeah. But who knows? I don't know. Who knows? All all over $2 million. You couldn't have paid the man extra $2 million. You could have kept all them and Surge. $2 million? Yeah. Cheap. Sick. Small market teams are cheap. Anyways, <laughs> last but not least, Rockets, Jazz. Um, this, was, uh, this is going to be a rematch of last year in the second round. I think... The Rockets got him out the way in five, right? Yeah. They got him out the way in five, um, and that's when Chris Paul actually started to hurt his hamstring. That's where it all started. Uh, but I just feel like this year, Rockets are hungry. James Harden is, like I said, he, he's been averaging the most points since Michael Jordan in um, the 80s. I just feel like James Harden, there's no answer for him. They're going to probably try to force him to go to the basket and let Rudy go bear deal with him. But if you look at this year, James Harden float is – this is unguardable right now, but I just feel like the Rockets have too much of offensive power that I don't think Utah is going to keep up with them as well, too. Um, and and this is James Harden's year, man. Uh, I think this is finally the year that he proves that he's not going to fold under pressure. And when you have a healthy Chris Paul this year, too, there's not that much to it, man. These these guys were the best team last year. Obviously, they've been uh, injured injury plagued this year, too, but 
it's not that much to say. I love Donovan Mitchell and whatnot, but I got the Rockets. Rockets in maybe in five, honestly. Could be five or six. Um, it just mm-hmm. depends on how James Harden feeling for real, for real. Yeah, I'll say, I'll say Rockets in six. Rockets in six? Yeah. Why is that? Um, I'll say Rockets in six because, you know, what they got him out of the way in five last year. James Harden has been hot. Um, something about the Western Conference and getting out that first round for one. Mm-hmm. And then two, they're going to they're gonna test Chris Paul. Granted, Chris Paul is going to test them because somebody has to guard that man. Oh, who's going to guard him? And then who's going to guard James Harden? But the Blazers still have a – not Blazers, I'm sorry. The Jazz still have a solid team. Uh, all around, they don't have as deep as a team, nor as a good a shooting team as uh, as the as the as the Rockets. But I I say I say my my range is five or six, and I'm it's really hard for me to pinpoint one. I have to say I have to say five if I have to give a definite answer. I say six if the Jazz can pull out an upset here or there. But we'll see what happens. Yeah, you're right, man. You're right. But yeah, that's that's our playoff predictions, analyzations, and whatnot of all that. I hope you guys enjoyed a very, 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 very stellar episode, episode forty nine of this season's show. Um, it's going to be obviously available on all major platforms: Spotify, SoundCloud, um, iTunes, Podcast Connect. Coming to video soon, and I have merch dropping real soon. Make sure you subscribe to all of them. Pick it up, um, pick it spread up. the hey. word and whatnot. And like I said, I just got a new IG page. I wanted to differentiate from my personal Instagram to just my podcast. Follow Instagram. that. So follow that at the Caesar Show, um, and just spread the love. Any last words you want to say, Trey? Uh, yeah. Um, so Jay Z wrote, and this is a quote by uh, Doctor Howard Thurman. Uh, there is something in every one of us that waits and listens for the sound of genuine in ourselves, and it is the only true guide that we would ever have. And if we cannot hear it, we will all of our lives spend our days on the ends of strings that somebody else is pulling. Guys, value people while they're here. Understand if you're hopeless, there, there, there is a balance to everything in this world, in this universe. Where there's darkness, there is light. Where there's hate, there is love. You know, where there's growth, there is the setback or there is staying the same. And understand that that you're only on one side of it. Get over that hill and tap into the real potential and the real goal that that this life and the, this universe can bring. And then once you find that, spread it. So it's not just one of us spreading it. It's not just one person that can be pinned out. You know, it's it's a whole community of people that are wanting to spread that same joy and that same goldenness that's in the universe, man. Uh, hold your heads, man. And hey, grinding on my life, <laughs> on my life. Shout out to Nipsey. I agree. You couldn't say it any more better. There's no there's no reason to add to it. Um, and, you know, just ended with that. My motto I live by, always aspire to inspire before you expire, man. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this fun-filled episode. I know it was much needed. The playoffs going to be great. Everyone just continue to grind and enjoy everything. We out. Have, have, have.